hope everybody's on this morning. Hope everybody's doing good. Uh, we're talking about uh, walking in the spirit, God stories part. Uh, I think this is part 11, I believe. God stories num number 91. And uh, while I was in Kansas uh, doing some hunting, of course, everybody, those that really know me, um, everybody knows that uh, the ones that know me know that I'm going to, I'm kind of uh, MIA uh, when it comes to uh, deer season and hunting seasons, because uh, that's kind of my way to kind of just relax uh, during the year. And I look forward to this, this, to this moment for the whole year and uh, save up our money and so forth to, to be able to go do these things and be able to take part with hanging out with some of my friends and everything. And it's been been really good. I, I want to be down in Shreveport, Louisiana uh, this week. Uh, I'll be leaving tomorrow and I'll be down there the, with uh, JC318, those guys down there, the church that we planted in Shreveport. And uh, going to be able to see my brother. Of course, my brother went with me to Kansas and uh, I'll be able to see him uh, probably, probably tomorrow. And all the guys down there, Jack Ditt and uh, Bill McCollum, David Ditt, Stacy Ditt, and uh, many others. But uh, <clears throat> I wanted to get started on this thing because I, I was thinking about some of the things that we've been talking about over the last, wow, it's been a year and a half out now, that I think, since we've started this thing. And uh, I felt it important to start speaking on uh, walking in the Spirit or who the Spirit of God is. And I believe God's been really faithful in uh, giving us revelation. A lot of people have written in that have been a part of this webinar that's uh, it's really helped them be able to understand their own life. And that's really what God's wanting to show us is that he's been in our life this whole time. But there are situations in our life that we truly don't believe that God's in it. And uh, that's got to go because uh, God said he would never leave us or forsake us. So if we look for God, it doesn't matter what kind of uh, position we're in. It doesn't matter what kind of ditch you're in. If you can start looking for God, you will find it. He said, if you seek me, you will find me. And that doesn't mean you have to be in a happy place. It means that you, you just start seeking him. You'll find him. It doesn't matter your position. It doesn't matter what you're going through. If you seek the Lord in your situation, I'm, I'm telling you, you find him. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that this morning because uh, I never thought that God would be able to birth things in us, even in me, uh, in the position God has placed me. I would have never thought this, uh, what, 10 years ago or 12 years ago or whatever. With all the things that have happened in my life, I never thought that I would be in the position that I am now, which is basically by the grace of God. It has nothing to do with my strength. But it does have have a lot to do with me letting go and and uh, looking for God in my situations. And uh, when He started telling me to do that, even in some of my worst situations, that I thought this is not the Lord, this can't be. I've got to get out of here. You know, you're always trying to find a, a quick way out uh, so that you won't have to deal with your stuff or deal with the situation. But God, I'll never forget. I was on the on a floor, just beating the floor. You know crying my head out, head off. And, uh, and, uh, I heard the Holy spirit say, look for me. And man, I'm going to tell you what, I didn't want that. I didn't want to, 
be looking for God while I was going through my terrible time. I wanted some real pity, you know, and, and be able to bask in all of my, uh, depression glory. And, and, uh, it offended my mind because the spirit was wanting me to search for him during that hour instead of looking at myself. And, uh, it offended me because I, I thought I had a right to be the way that I was at that time, at least give me a chance. And, uh, the Lord was like, no, you got to get back up. You got to get up and start looking for me, even in this situation. And, uh, it took me honestly about a couple of days to even bend or humble myself to even do it his way because, uh, God's ways are not our ways. Uh, there, his thoughts are not our thoughts. Isaiah talks about it. And that literally means our thoughts are not his thoughts. And our ways, literally our ways, even those that feel like they, they're going the good way or they feel like it's the right path. But most of the right paths that we think that we think that we're on are the paths of destruction. And uh, because our type of thinking is fallen but God wants to renew our mind and uh, by allowing us to humble ourselves and listen to him and do his ways and walk in his path. But uh, I'm going to tell you when God starts, you know, showing you what path to walk in, you're going to, we're all going to be saying, this is not the path. Uh, this is not the Lord. It should feel good. But uh, I, I'll tell you most of the things that the Lord has walked me through, they don't feel good until I die to my old mentality. And then I, I trust what he's saying to do. And then I start feeling good. And then, but most of the times where I say, it just, you know, this, this feels good. I'll go with it. Uh, I really, I better check myself and see if the spirit really wants to do it. And, uh, that's kind of what we're going to talk about today because, uh, there are many things in our life, uh, you look back and you say, man, I, if I, if I wouldn't have done this and if I wouldn't have done that, uh, this wouldn't have happened. But if you can look back on your life, asking the Lord to reveal himself in your life from your past, then you'll realize, my gosh, all of that worked to get me here, to get me in my spot. And, uh, a lot of us are going through different processes right now. You know, I'm going through a process that's totally different than yours. And you guys that are on, you're going through different processes than so-and-so, than John or than Sue or Loren or anybody that uh, may be on here. Tori, you're on here. Uh, everybody's at a different place, different timings with the spirit. But somehow the spirit of God will say something to all of us that will resonate with our timing. And it may, you know, it may mean something to John that's on here. Uh, totally different than Tori. It may mean something completely to Loren that might be on here or Penny from Canada. You know, she, it, it may be completely different for her, but it's the same spirit. And I want to uh, start out with, with this, this whole God story thing, part 11 or walking with the spirit with the same scripture that I've been talking about uh, in John seven uh, verse 37. It says on the last day, that, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. So if anyone thirsts, in other words, if you're dry, if you're bitter, 
if you're going through all types of stuff, he's basically saying, look for me. And most of us do not do this. I, I, I can I test this for myself. Uh, there's so many times I don't want to look for him when I'm dry and thirsty. Dry and thirsty means you're, you're getting a bad mood or when, how many of you guys out there, you get hang, you, I call hangry. When you get really hungry, you get irritated. And the only thing you think about is yourself instead of others, you know? And uh, this is kind of him, you know, the Lord saying, hey, when you're hangry, uh, start looking for me. And if you look for me, I'll give you food or I'll give you drink. And then it says, he who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now watch this. You're dry, you're thirsty. You finally die to actually search for him. And then after you die and search for him, die of your old mentality and search for him, then what happens, you start believing in him. And then out of your belly or out of your heart will fl start flowing rivers of water, living water. So it's a catch 22 here. You can either stay dry and thirsty in your bitterness or you're staying in your ditches and doing all this stuff. You can, you can do all of that, but you'll never have rivers of living water coming out of your life. Well, and a lot of us will say, well, I just don't feel it. Well, we're not supposed to feel it. We're supposed to believe it. And that's, that's the key here. A lot, especially in our Western mentality, a lot of us go uh, on feeling instead of believing. But there's a lot of people that are coming into a place to where they're going to start believing instead of feeling. And because uh, a lot of our uh, carnal feelings do not line up with the feelings of the Lord. And uh, I want to throw out something here. There's a scripture that I want to throw out here. Uh, if you want to turn to uh, with me to Luke 1, because uh, we're going to dissect uh, the spirit of God here for a second. And uh, let me pull it up here because uh, sometimes my, my uh, computer with this Bible soft net thing, uh, sometimes it doesn't always pull up right away. It's really slow and I've got it up here, but somehow it, sometimes it will not pull up, <clears throat> but I'm gonna pull it up here manually. Turn over to Luke 1.26, and we're going to uh, dissect just a little bit of the Spirit of God by looking at Mary's life. Because Mary's life is like the foundation of learning how the Spirit of God actually works in our life. If we can go back to the beginnings, we can actually learn what it's like, the, how the Spirit works in our life. If you look, The Spirit of God being the beginning well, in the New Testament with Mary, then you can look at the Spirit of God at the beginning, looking back at Genesis 1. And here we go. We're, this is about to happen. The same thing that happened to Mary is basically the shadow of what happened in uh, Genesis 1. And so it says, now in the, verse 26, now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are, are you among women. So basically the spirit of God 
is showing up in her life through Gabriel and he's causing her to be aware that she is blessed and highly favored from God. But which when she sees him, we can see in verse 29 it says, but when she saw him, she was, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this is. So she's troubled <clears throat> with how the spirit is talking to her. So evidently, Mary doesn't think too highly of herself or too favored because what he is saying to her doesn't make sense. You got to get that. What the, she's, what the spirit of God is saying to her doesn't make sense is because the reason it doesn't make sense is because she's used to listening to the thoughts that have molded her of the way that she is. In other words, she, she may be going through some troubled times here and then God just shows up and says, Hey, you need to start rejoicing. You're highly favored from the Lord. I probably would have been troubled too. I probably told Gabriel, he needs to go back to heaven and try to figure out what that kind of message he's given because uh, Jesus was a little off. I'd, I'd probably tell him, Hey, you need to go tell God that uh, your prophecy is a little off. Haven't you been watching my life? I'm totally molded a totally different way than what you're saying. So in other words, we've got to start believing in what heaven says about us instead of what our carnal mind has been saying about us or whatever uh, other people are saying about us. And this is what God is doing. The spirit of God is first changing her mind. Say that with me. It's changing my mind. That's the first thing that begins to happen with all of us is when God starts moving in your life, he will first come at the wrong time. He's coming at a time where she's troubled in her mind. She doesn't have the right type of thinking going on. It's evident because she's troubled by his saying, and he's, he's coming to try to build you up and tell you, Hey, I want to tell you you're highly favored. So you need to start rejoicing. Now I would have, man, I'm going to tell you what I could have probably would have thrown up a demon, uh, saying rejoice. Yeah. Rejoice. Uh, highly favored. And look at my surroundings. I'm poor as Job's Turkey. And, uh, I, I'm not, this is not highly favored, but you got to remember what we said in the beginning, his thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. He makes the poor rich. Not only does that happen, uh, physically we can see in the Bible, but we can also see it spiritually. So here he is trying to tell this poor, wonderful soul that, hey, you're rich, you're highly favored. Remember that. That's the way the Spirit of God thinks about us. Because if you don't start thinking that way, in other words, agreeing with him, out of your belly will not flow rivers of living water. Get that. All right. It says, then, it's, then the angel said to her, do not be afraid. Might want to underline that. Do not be afraid, Mary. So the spirit of God is reading her. In other words, he sees that fear has been actually governing her mind. So he's basically saying, hey, don't let fear govern your mind. Don't be afraid. He says this, for you have found favor with God. He didn't even touch trying to deliver her. In other words, he's saying, don't listen to your fear. Just listen to God. 
Don't try to go in there and, and try to deliver yourself. Don't be afraid. Because if you continue to be afraid, you won't be able to believe this. So just, just know that you're highly favored and found, have found favor with God. That's all you got to know. If you'll start believing that, the rivers of living water will start actually pushing out your fear. All right, here we go. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. Of course, he's talking about, you know, the, the not only the throne in heaven, but he's also talking about he's going to give him the throne on the earth and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom. There will be no end, no end. Now watch how this works. Spirit of God is telling her what the spirit of God is going to do in her, in, in her life and what's going to happen. And then she says this, then Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I don't know anybody? Well, it says no, 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 a man, but, in other words, how can this be since I haven't, you know, been with no man at all? Two things here. The first one is you got to understand God has surprised this woman to tell her she's going to birth something that she knows she can do. Say that with me, that she knows that she can't do. That's what the spirit of God does in our life. He will come and he will tell you to do something that you didn't even plan to do. You didn't even, evidently she said, didn't even want to do. And it's totally opposite than what you had planned on. In other words, because the plan is how you have a baby is you got to get with somebody. And in order to get pregnant, you got to get with somebody. But with God, you don't have to get with anybody to get pregnant with purpose. All you have to do is start getting with God and then you'll be pregnant with a purpose. You understand that? Because most of us, when we start making plans, we, we evidently start subconsciously thinking, well, I don't have this. Well, I don't have this money and I don't have this connections that so-and-so does. And I don't have the connections that so-and-so does. So it's never going to happen. Well, this woman is by herself and she didn't have a connection at all. And so she's found alone and God choosing to birth his purpose, the King of Kings through somebody that basically feels like they can't birth it and they don't feel like they're blessed or highly favored. But that's the mentality of the spirit. See, the, the spirit of God is not considering Mary's thoughts. He's considering his thoughts into Mary. And if you allow, if you'll start considering God's thoughts into your thoughts and allow it to take over, then it starts birthing something in you. And the very thing that you thought you couldn't birth, you begin to birth. So he's putting on her something that is uh, impossible. And she's weak in this area because she doesn't know anybody. She hasn't had an intimate relationship with anybody. And see, that's what happens with us is 
See, most of our purpose, most of us, and especially in this Western world, it has to line up with the way the world's going. It has to line up with the way you've planned your life. But if you go that route, it's not, it's going to lead to a place of destruction or failure. But if you'll go down God's path and choose his way, it's going to feel weak. It's going to feel, this is crazy. Why am I doing this? Am I really believing in this? Can you imagine? This is what Mary's basically saying. Spirit, are you kidding me? There's no way I'm going to be able to birth anything. I don't know anybody. The only person you have to know, like we talked about in, at, uh, in the beginning, is Jesus. You believe in Jesus, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. In other words, you'll start birthing purpose. You'll start birthing something that you didn't plan to birth. You've got to understand, in our weakness, his strength is made perfect. That's what Paul, that's what Jesus told to Paul, because he had a thorn in his flesh, and Paul kept giving into it, and he, he would it would he would wrestle with it. And he kept telling God, Could you ever could you just take this thing that keeps coming to me that I can't get over? And he goes, Hey, my grace is sufficient for you. In your weakness, my strength is made perfect. So we've got to have his strength in our life. And it's evident that his strength is totally different than the type of strength that we we uh, think it should be. It should be strong and mighty, you know, and that's the way it should feel in us. But no, it feels weak. It has nothing to do with our strength. It has everything to do with his strength. And so she's about to birth something she didn't plan. And it's, she feels weak in this area. I don't have the mentality of doing this type of thing. That's the way a lot of us are going to be called. You're not going to be called in your, your strengths, guys. You're not going to be called. You, you need to understand that. You're not going to be called in your strengths. You're going to be called in your weaknesses. Understand that. Because, yeah, you can say, well, I don't believe that. I'm praise God. Hallelujah. Give me past the bucket, whatever, you know. Well, you can live in that strength life all your life, but that's going to be nothing but adrenaline that you're going to conjure up. And before you're done, you're going to burn yourself out because you're having to conjure it up. But if you'll just start doing what God tells you to do and you do the areas of that you think is are weaknesses, you'll see God start manifesting. Let's keep going. And I hope this helps. But when it says, but when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then angel, then the angel said to her, "Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Highest." Now let's skip on up down there. And then Mary said, "How can this be?" And he says, "Since I do not know a man." And the angels answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Now she's thinking I've got to do it the way the uh, man has done it. I've got to go through the process. I've got to date this guy. I got to, uh, then after we get married, we, we can lay together and then we'll have a baby. But God's saying, no, here's what you got to do. I want you to just believe in me. And then the Holy Spirit will start brooding over you. 
Now, I want all of you guys to think about that. How many of you guys have all these plans of how things should work out, but God may have a whole different plan than even what you've planned in your life? And it's so much better. But going God's ways, there's going to be fear that's going to come up because you have done everything on your in your strength because you've done it through fear. to try to keep yourself from getting burned or getting hurt or whatever. And then God comes along and says, I want you to do this. I want you to do it this way. And then all of a sudden you go up and you pop up a, a stronghold. And before you know it, you're getting delivered. That's what's happening to her. He's saying this, she's, she's saying, well, it's not working out this way. Uh, I don't know a man. I had some other plans the way you're saying to do it. And, and what I plan to do, I was, I was planning on going to ministry school and to Bethel and all that stuff. But now you're telling me to birth a uh, uh, a fabric uh, factory. See, that's totally different. That's basically what's happening to her. And it says, the angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now, indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who, has, who was called barren, who was called barren. Now, remember that. He's, he's basically trying to encourage her. Hey, I've done this to someone you know, uh, she, Elizabeth. Uh, she was thought she was barren, I saw her pregnant. How many of us actually think that you're barren, but really to God, you could actually be pregnant? Isn't that something? Isn't that amazing? All right, so, so he's telling her, there's a relative of yours that thought she was barren, and now she's pregnant. And it says, for with God, nothing will be impossible. Now, why would he tell her about someone else that's kind of gone through what she's going through? Because there's a connection. Say there's connection. There's a connection. See, what happens is when God, when you start say, allowing God to start birthing things that he wants to in your life, he will connect you with the people that are going through the same foolish things that you're going through. Now, they may be birthing something different, like Elizabeth is birthing John, the prophet. Mary is birthing Jesus, the son of God. They're different, but yet the same. Because everybody has to go through this type of deliverance when the spirit starts putting his mind in your life and, and taking away all the mind that you had that really left you hanging and dried out and thirsty. That makes sense. Yes, it does. Okay. Nothing's impossible uh, for with God, nothing's uh, will be impossible. Now, I understand that. It doesn't say God will do it. It says for with God, nothing will be impossible. It didn't say God will do it. Well, if it's the Lord, you know, how many of us go, well, if that's really the Lord, you know, he'll make it happen. Well, God's not going to do it that way because God's always partnered with someone to get the job done. He did it from the beginning. 
and he will do it uh, until the end. It's, it's just one of those things. The Spirit of God will always want to partner with you. He's not going to do everything for you. He's going to partner with you and work with you to create these things. Remember that. So <clears throat> then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. <clears throat> now notice she's saying that because she's saying, basically, I'm going to believe in what you're saying, but my brain is fried here. I won't plan on having no son right now. I was going to be on birth control for the next 10 years. Think about that. I mean, that's basically what she, this type of mentality. I'm going to believe it according to your word because my word in my brain is not firing off and agreeing with it. So can you not agree with some of the things that the spirit of God says in your life to do and you still do it? Absolutely. Because you, you, you've got to purposely come into agreement with God. It doesn't matter what your carnal mind says. You've got to put it in submission by believing and following the spirit of God. That's how you actually cause deliverance to come uh, to, to be in your life is, is you put uh, uh, to death the flesh or you crucify the flesh by walking in the spirit. You don't crucify the flesh by trying to rebuke it and try to uh, do behavioral uh, type studies so that you can put everything to submission. That never works. I've never seen that work. That don't, that don't work for a, a short while and then you get all ticked off later on and, you, and then you put that self-help uh, on the shelf. But if you'll read Romans 8, I think it's Romans 8, you can see that you can crucify the flesh by walking with God, by walking with the Spirit. So she says, according to your word, and the angel departed. Now watch this. Now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to a city of Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she spoke out with a loud voice. Blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. By Why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord shall come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Blessed is she who believed for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. Now, basically what has happened here is the Spirit of God is now, Mary has now believed in what the will of the Spirit. Now it's connecting her with the people or with the person that she needs to be connected with that will cause this thing to start arising. It starts being birthed. Elizabeth needed Mary. And Mary needed Elizabeth. And that's one of the main factors, especially right now, is that we've got to allow the Spirit of God to move us wherever we need to be moved, to be connected with the people that has the same type of DNA as God. And when and, and that purpose, and when that when that happens, your baby starts jumping. In other words, there's a there's an infilling of the spirit and your purpose comes alive within you. In other words, there's hope. Uh, you feel like you can actually do this thing. You get around the right people that God has connected you to, you feel like you can do anything.
Now that doesn't mean that it's all going to be, you know, candy, but that does mean that the people that God connects you with will help birth what God has put in your life. And so Mary here says, gets all excited. Now watch this. My soul magnifies the Lord. In other words, now her emotions, what she's saying, my emotions is now magnifying his will. Now, a while ago, they weren't. She was troubled. She couldn't believe it. Hey, I'm not with a man. But now, now that she's, even though she's trying to believe it, she's believing in his word, but now he's, she, the spirit of God has connected her with the right people. Now she's connected with God by purposely believing in his word. But now she's connected with God earthly because she has found the connections that she needs for her life, which causes her mind and her emotions to line up with God and to glorify him. A while ago, she's troubled. Now she's doing really good. And she says, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit has rejoiced in God and God, my savior, for he has regarded the lowly state of the, his maidservant. For behold, henceforth, all generations will call me blessed. Isn't that funny? She's changing her mind. Can it be if you get around the right people, God could change your mind? Okay. Uh, for he who is mighty has done great things for me. And, the holy one, holy, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the, in the imagination of their heart. He has put down the mighty from, from their thrones. And she just keeps going. And he says, he has filled the hungry with good thing. And, and the rich, he, he, will, he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to his fathers, to Abraham and to his seed forever. And Mary remained with her about three months basically until this thing was born, until uh, Elizabeth's uh, baby was born, and returned to her house. There's a lot in this. But first, when, you, when the Spirit starts moving on you, you start believing, whether you believe it or not, you believe, you're going to start believing in what God tells you to do. He starts connecting with you with someone, then that someone causes your mind to everything is like a confirmation to God. Oh my gosh, this is really the Lord. And isn't it strange? The prophetic then comes on Mary. It comes on a, a person that didn't go to a uh, school. It didn't, they, she, she was never taught the proper way to prophesy because of the spirit of God, it, it will connect you to the right people and it will cause gifts in you to arise that you thought you didn't have. And then the crazy thing about this is that you will love the people so much that, you, that you're connected to. She stayed three months and helped her birth her purpose first before she birthed her own. Oh, you better get that one because there's a lot of us say, well, I've got a purpose. And we end up aborting relationships that God puts you with that you we were supposed to help. And if we help them, then we could actually birth our promise. But in this westernized state, we think me, 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 instead of them, them, them. God, God, God. And so that's she, Mary doesn't realize 
And I want you to look at this because we're going to finish right here and then we'll finish the rest of it. But Mary doesn't realize, <coughs> thank God she doesn't. That's the problem with us. We, we're trying to realize where we are instead of just following the Lord. If you look at this, Mary is now being transformed into the likeness of God. She chooses to be a believing God. She gets the connections on the earth. She's connected with God now, but now she gets the connections with God on the earth, which causes a crescendo and she starts transforming her, not only in her body, but in, but in her mind, her mind starts getting renewed. And if you'll see, look at Mary, she starts becoming like the Lord because she starts prophesying all these things that no person in the world could prophesy. So she becomes the image of the Lord to birth the Lord. Oh, isn't that awesome? Because the birth, to birth God promises, you've got to be transformed into his likeness first to birth it. Isn't that awesome? Here's a human being now being transformed in the likeness of God so that she can birth the things of God. We've missed that. We've missed allowing the spirit of God to not only connect us with the people, but we've missed allowing him to change us, to, to allow him to transform us. Because in, in the transformation of uh, becoming his image, it's actually a preparation to be able to push when you become pregnant because God can only birth God. And without us, many of us say, my God, a human birth, birth God here. But you got to understand the human, the man in the beginning was the literal image and nature of God on the earth. He made God if he made man God on the earth as God in heaven, he made him shadow the very image on the earth as in heaven to be able to birth the things of God. He had to be in the nature in the exact same image of God here. And that's what was happening. It's what's happened to Mary. And that's the very thing that we have missed uh, here as far as Christianity is concerned. If we can allow the spirit of God, if we can start following the spirit of God, listening to his ways instead of our ways, going the weak route instead of the strong route, it can start transforming us into the character of God. Then we'll, we, we will birth the true image of God on the earth and with whatever he calls us to do. But you can't birth the character of God on the earth or the destiny of God on the earth that has the character of the Lord without allowing the spirit of God to transform you himself. But the amazing part about this is that she wasn't aware of that. She just went with it and became a total different person than what she was before, before she met Gabriel or the spirit. God, and now you can see that he has prepared Mary 
to give birth to Jesus. So just know, I mean, uh, there, there's a, a place I, I can show you here uh, <coughs> real quickly. In Luke 5, Luke 5, watch this. Well, everybody knows the story. Verse 1, this is just another kind of a thing uh, that shadows this. Here's Jesus. He's talking to all these multitudes. He's at the Lake Gennesaret, and, and there's two boats standing by, and Peter's over there washing his nets. He's frustrated because he, he's, he hadn't caught a thing all night. He's dry and he's thirsty. Say that with me. He's dry and he's thirsty. We talked about that. He's dry and he's thirsty. He, I, I, I fished all night before and caught nothing. It, excuse the pun, but you're pissed off by morning. And you, you, you don't want to talk to nobody because you're tired. You've been up all night. Don't give me no hope. Don't tell me no something. Don't give me no encouraging word. I've been true, doing this all my life. So don't try to tell me what to do. And so... Uh, um, somebody texted me on David Bendet said, how can you talk that way? <laughs> uh, I'm going to talk this way right here. So anyway, Peter is frustrated. Jesus is talking to everybody. He, he, he feels Peter. Now you got to understand Jesus. Jesus, there's a part of Jesus that's about to be birthed here too. And we've never seen that before. Because he says Jesus was tempted on all points. Hebrews talks about it. We have a high priest that can sympathize with it, but yet he was tempted on all points, yet without sin. So in other words, he had the same mentality pop up, but yet he would believe in the Lord instead of his old carnal mind, just like Mary did. All right, now watch this. Watch this. And so he sees that uh, Peter is frustrated. He's mad. So you got, you got to understand now Jesus is getting, uh, the spirit of God is telling Jesus, hey, tell Peter let's, uh, to go launch out to the deep and you go with him. Y'all gonna catch a bunch of fish. Now, how'd you like to be that guy? How'd you like to be Jesus? In other words, go tell Peter something that uh, that's impossible. So Jesus right now is dying to the temptation of rejecting that to tell Peter to go, you know, launch out into the deep. But the more Jesus would lay down his life daily, God would pick it up and there'd be supernatural things happen. So Jesus is even laying down his life and believing in what God's telling him. And, he, and then he tells Peter, hey, launch out into the deep. Let's, let's take down, the, he says, when he stopped speaking, he says, uh, he said to Peter, launch out into the deep and let down your nets. And here goes Peter. Here's the spirit. The spirit of God is brooding here, just like it did on Mary. And Peter gets frustrated. And he says, we've called all night. And nevertheless, at your word, uh, you know, and in other words, he does exactly what, you know, Jesus tells him to do. And Jesus is, tell, is telling Peter what the spirit has told him to do, even though his, uh, he was tempted to not believe it. So they're both dying at the same time. That's why there were so many fish. There was a double portion that was poured out there. You got Peter dying to, the, to believe in the word of God and you got Jesus dying to believe in what God is telling him to speak. Because even Jesus said, I can do nothing 
of my own strength. I only do what I see the Father doing. If I did it, it would be nothing. Isn't that awesome? And so they both go out there. Here's two dead men. They're both going out there, believing in God. And they get a double portion. You can read the rest of it. And it is, and then the, all the nets were the field, and they were tearing, the boats were sinking, and they're freaking out. And they tell everybody else, you know, come get some of this stuff. And after that, they all leave everything just to follow the Lord. Of course you would. Even in Jesus, in his weakness, God's strength was made perfect. In uh, Peter's weakness, God's strength was made perfect. And then once, once them and God agreed, there was a double portion. And that's what happens with us. Mary did it as well. Once she believed in God, think about this. Once she believed in God and the purpose that she's given her, and then she ended up meeting Mary, out of all of that, she was able to birth the double portion. Because if you believe in God and his word, and you both kiss together, there's a double portion birth. That's what Jesus, Jesus was the double portion. She birthed the double portion, which was Jesus Christ on the earth. Man, we gotta get this. This is the way the spirit moves on us. And we've got to allow the spirit to move on us instead of our own feelings moving on us. We can't go with what the, the world says. We can't go with what the, our feelings say. We've got to go with what God says. Jesus didn't, I'm sure Jesus didn't feel like telling Peter to go launch out the deep for a catch. My gosh, he could see that Peter toiled all night. He, I mean, anybody could, he was frustrated, he was mad, he's cleaning out his nets. And they didn't caught nothing. He's a professional fisherman. Why should I tell him to go out launch into the, the deep? I'm a, I'm a, a carpenter. Yet Jesus still took up his cross like he told us to do, die daily, and told the oracle of God to Peter. And they both were blessed that day. Man, wouldn't that be awesome? Could we bless God by just doing what he's called us to do? Walking with him, with God, Nothing's impossible, but we've got to be with him. We've got to partner with him, be in relationship with him. Well, guys, thank you for tuning in. I know it's 951. I appreciate you uh, being a part of the webinar. Uh, there was a lot in this. Uh, we're going to probably, Lorraine will probably uh, write up the notes. Uh, someone, Donna said, I can't wait for the notes on this teaching so I can study this more. Yeah. Our brain probably right now is frying, but uh, it's a good fry. Uh, but just remember, you've got we got to get back and fall in love with the Spirit of God. If Jesus walked with him, uh, we've got to walk with him. If Mary could do it, we could do it. And listen, don't think that you have to know somebody to get your purpose done. Because if you're thinking you got to know somebody to get your purpose done, the purpose that you have is not God. Because you're thinking in a wrong mentality. I got to know somebody. I got to get connected to somebody. I got to go to this school. I got to do that. I got to do this to get connected so I can be a so-and-so. Uh, all of that is the mentality of the world. It sounds, 
And it's wis it is the wisdom of the world, but the wisdom of the world is foolishness to God. So choose God's thoughts. All right. We love you guys. Thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in and uh, keep following after the Lord. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for being with us and walking with us. We will probably see you next Tuesday. Same time, same place. All right. See you.